Welcome to KISS, where we invite you into a simpler way of thinking. See, we're going to talk about strategies and theories, but what most businesses miss is the simple, consistent daily actions. When we go into a business, no matter if it's a larger business or a startup, a lot of those hangups are all the same, and it's also the same ones that we made too. So we thought, you know what, even though, you know, there's lots of different types of programs out there and they're all great. We wanted something that was clear cut and was simple to be able to follow, to be able to help people simplify their own business. And we're live. <laughs> You know, I always get excited, and I know this is our second recording, but I always get excited about this because of all of the off-air conversations that we have, and then we hit the record button, it's just like, oh, we get to share all this cool stuff. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for all the listeners. I'm excited for us, too, but I'm excited for all the listeners, because honestly, I mean, not to toot our own horns, but I think a lot of the things that, you know, we come on here to share, it's very valuable because we've seen it, we've lived it. And the idea of kind of simplifying it into bite-sized pieces, I think is much needed because sometimes like we talked about kind of in the first episode, all the noise out there could be so overwhelming that, you know, yeah. sometimes even though there's a lot of information, you're like, wow, that's really good. It's kind of like, okay, all I need is like, I need some bullet points. Just give me like a post-it note. Give me something that I can do right now. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to do the bullet points now? Or are you going to make everybody just sit on pins and needles and wait to the very you know end for the bullet points? <laughs> I mean, I think if we throw them out there now, um, people can kind of get an idea on what we're going to talk about and we'll kind of dissect them a little bit and chat about it yeah. as we go along. But, you know, if you are listening right now, you know, we were deciding what we were going to talk about today because, you know, even though it is simplifying, you know, how to work within your business, sometimes how to communicate that it's it's not that simple. It's like it can be complicated to figure out how do you communicate that in a simple way that's still effective and you know well, one think, of the things that we talked about today was we were going to talk about the what of the business right i think as you look at that it's it's incredibly strenuous when you start taking and filtering out like you just said earlier right all of the noise all of the information and we said this in the first podcast is there's just a there's thousands of years of information, whether it's on leadership, business or whatever, there's thousands of years. We're not going to present anything new. So then how do we keep it simple? How do we bring it down? And then all of a sudden, that's not it's not as easy to be able to say, OK, yeah, we're just going to filter out. And this is exactly what we're going to do. So we do have a lot of planning that goes into it. But I think, I mean, really, what do you do in your business is a, is a question that seems relatively simple. But then all of a sudden you start getting into the grass roots of everything. And it's like, well, do I do this or do I do that? And then, so if it's okay, I mean, I hopefully this is okay. But let's just kind of define the positions, right? So we look at the three positions that we see inside of businesses when we're coaching and working. And then we're going to kind of dive down into four specific points, which I'm not going to give you. I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of teaser on the four points. But the three positions that we have seen uh, are number one, is you have an idea or you have a like a need and you've suddenly been thrust into a position where you've got to start a business whether it's for time freedom uh whether it's for financial reasons 
Uh, I know that there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen and they've had this bright idea. Uh, they've wanted to get rid of their corporate job. They just want to quit, whatever that reason is, but you're at that beginning stage of there's a need and there's a reason that you have to get started, right? So that's number one. Number two is you kind of fell into it. So you're in a position where you've been in a business for a while and you don't really know why or how you got there. It's just like pure chance where I ended up being a doctor or a, a coach or a business owner. I, I just started selling popsicles on the side of the street. I mean, I don't know, whatever it is that you fell into. And then the third one is you've actually been in the business for quite some time, but haven't really taken your business idea and created that ultimate vision of how you're going to change the world. So, I, I mean, Maria, please add to that. But those are like your three positions. And I wanted to make it so that it is the things that we talk about, these four next points that we talk about, they apply to each one of these positions, but in a slightly different way. So as you're listening, take what it is that applies to you in your exact position right now. And then we're going to grow into what is going to become your awesome business. Absolutely. And I, I know a lot of those may overlap. So yep. I know, you know, for me, I kind of been an overlapping of what you were just saying. You know, I know I left my corporate job because of a need of being able to have more freedom for my family to be able to be the mom that I needed to be. I had a very young special needs kid at the time that was, you know, very time consuming and my job was a salary job. So we all know how those can be sometimes. So there wasn't a 40 hour job. It was whatever they decided, 90 hour, 120 hour. <laughs> hey, you're traveling to New York today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was definitely a need, but then it kind of pivoted over into not only just a need to be able to create the freedom, but I have to be able to replace at least part of my income that I just abruptly lost. Yeah. And, you know, and I think there's a lot of people that are out there, whether it was by choice or there, you know, there was a lot of people during, you know, 2020, 2021 that, you know, was let go from their job. Um, and we're not going to get into the whys. I don't really want to keep this. Well, this, but show that, this is a really important that. point because they called this the great exodus. Yes. Like people actually started thinking about why am I working for company XYZ or why am I doing what they are? Why am I doing it? And they've come back to the point of to reevaluate their life goals, their priorities, which I think is a very positive, uh, uh, something that's very positive that, that has come out of something that has been negative. And so I, I don't want to negate that because I think it's something that's really, really powerful. And you may be finding yourself in that exact position. Um, can I tell a quick story, <laughs> like a personal of course, story? I love, I love the stories. Go for it. So it's been amazing to me to watch my own journey. And I'm going to just kind of share a little bit of insight in my own history. Because um, as I grew up, I always had that call to be a business owner. Uh, back in high school, I started with baseball cards. I, I went to shows. I did all kinds of crazy things. I, I paper routes. I would mow people's lawns. I did whatever it is. I even made grapevine wreaths and went around into the neighborhood and sold grapevine, grapevine wreaths to people. That was just my spirit. I loved creating businesses. But the world kept telling me that you've got to get a job. You've got to go to college. The world kept telling me that you have to follow this specific path. I knew in my heart that I was called to build businesses. I knew I was called to create something. But when tough times came and I lost my first business and we basically went bankrupt, I lost the house, I lost the cars. I thought, you know what, the world's right. I just need to go get a job. And so I went and I started working for a company, corporate company. 
And I said, okay, this is not, this is going to take away that risk because in my mind, I believed that if I'm going to build my own business, if I'm going to create something, there's tons and tons of risk. And the corporate world, there is no risk. I get a job and I'm going to stay in that job for the rest of my life. And there's not going to be, I'm going to have a nice steady paycheck, everything coming in. The first job, the first corporate job I had, we did great. <laughs> we, we built this channel. We were doing $10 million a year in this one specific channel in one specific industry. And then the company decided to sell off that channel. And suddenly I no longer have a risk-free corporate job. I am out of work. And my wife and I made the decision, okay, well, let's just go and we'll find another job. Second job. Uh, basically, I got fired from that because I was making too much money. It was a commission type. I had a profit sharing. The guy suddenly didn't want to pay me any more money. So that job all of a sudden dried up. And I realized something very, very important. And I'm, I'm speaking specifically for those that are looking and saying, well, it's, I, I don't know if I could ever accept the risk of owning my own business or starting or creating my own business. The choice is this. You're going to choose the risk in either the corporate world or the risk in your own business. Now, some people are comfortable with the risk of the corporate world and changing jobs, and that's totally fine. But just know that there's the risk in both areas and in both fields. And as we're talking about this, if you've never started, or if you feel like I need to start something and that demand is, is but yet you're, you're hesitant because of the stability that you have inside of a job or the, you're hesitant because you, you look at that and you think, okay, this job's gonna be here forever. If you're hesitant, just know that you're always at risk. It's just you choose, do you wanna risk putting your stability in somebody else's hands? Or do you wanna risk putting your stability and your income in your own hands? I love that. And I mean, I think that is so true because there is no such thing as no risk. <laughs> Isn't that so, it's like, yeah, we, 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 we want our comfort levels, but, but we always think, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh. And, and, you know, for me, I think that I chose the business ownership route. I almost accidentally, um, because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I just needed to replace income. And I even done it from a freelance standpoint before I even started the business. It was my account that's like, oh, hello, you need to, you know, make this an LLC. We've got to do this for real. And I was like, crap. Because that was like, for, at the time for me, that was just like, oh, I don't want to deal with all that stuff. That was just too much. I just need to make some dollars. But in retrospect, that's how I end up coming into a lot of things. I come into like one segment. I think most people out there are like this. Come into one segment of it that I, I am comfortable with. I was comfortable with completing the jobs you know I, yeah. I knew that even if it was wasn't something i had done before i would give them a great deal i'd be like you know i've never done this before but i'm going to give you a solid deal i am a quick study and i will give you a great you know result and so i would do that i was able to pick up a lot of skills but you know i come in on the comfort side and ended up kind of tackling the unknown you know but i think a lot of people are like that whether it is you know, working in a, a new industry in a nine to five job or starting your own side hustle or starting your own business or whatnot. A lot of times we're drawn to a segment of it that is comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, but there is always going to be the uncomfortable kind of under the next layer every right. single time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and based on our theme here and what we're talking about, and so I, I want to make sure that we stay true to that, the what to do and this is, I believe, your very first step. The what to do is choose the risk. Choose what area you're going to accept that risk. And life is risk. Life has challenges. And you just look at it from the perspective of, am I willing to choose that risk? And so you're, that's your what. 
what will you do is you have to choose your risk. So let's kind of dig into that more. So for people who are listening right now, they're like, okay, okay great. All right. I, I'm ready to accept my risk. I, I am interested in starting a business or interested in taking my side hustle I'm doing now and making it bigger or whatever the case may be. I'm, yep. I'm just ready, right? So where do they start? Are you asking me or are you leaving? I am. <laughs> I mean, you can turn right up to me and ask. That's me, I guess. There's nobody here to ask. No, and I, I think that's the, the biggest thing. And so whether you're in the position where you want to step out and start your own business because you've never started something, whether it's a need that you have to do it or a want where you want to do it or you fell into it, I think the very, very first place of where to start is look for needs. Where are the needs? And and, and it's and to define this even more, you look for needs in the public space you look for the needs in your personal space, and then you look for needs in business. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Well, in my own personal space, and we just talked about this, in my own personal space, do I need to have more income? Do I need to have time freedom? Do I need to adjust my schedule because we just had a newborn and I need to be at home more? Do I need to be able to work remotely? Do I like What are some of the needs that are going on in your own personal life? And I think that's a good starting point um, when you're asking what to do and where do I start is look for the need. So we look, first of all, in our personal lives. And then second, we look at in the public domain, where is the need inside of a public domain? And that this can go and take on so many different roles, whether it's from a nonprofit type of a situation or you're looking at it. And I'll give you our own personal example. My son and I, we just started a Alpine Brick Exchange, which is basically a Lego store. So we're selling a product, but there's a need in our community, in our small town, for things for kids to do. So we started a store where we sell Lego products, but the need that we're fulfilling that we found in the public sphere is to give chance for, number one, parents and kids to be able to build together. But number two is we're filling a need in our community in the public space to have an activity for kids to do, especially because we live up north in the bitter cold, because there's nothing to do in the wintertime unless you want to ski or snowmobile. And not every kid has the opportunity to do that. No, and I think that's a great example because it's something that is very tangible that even if somebody is new to the business world and maybe they're just getting started, they can imagine, okay, well, I understand what, what Tim is saying here. You know, he started this business that is fulfilling the need in his community fulfilling the need in his, you know, customers' lives. And I think that is a great thing to kind of think about when you're thinking about, you know, the, what you mentioned, the need. So breaking that down, you needed to fulfill, you know, um, well, I guess, is, is it okay to mention that you were on the show again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm allowed to Okay. All right. I was like, I was like, I think we mentioned it last time, but I can't remember. So you were on Lego Masters. So obviously there was, you know, media involved in that. So it makes sense to capitalize on starting something that's kind of going to be in that world to say, hey, you know, oh, I know who Tim is. I know who Zach is, you know, right? So the timing was right. So it fulfilled a need personally for you. And it also was fulfilling a need in your community and in the lives of you know, your audience or customer. And you know, and you could even, when you're thinking about the needs, obviously that breaks down into, you mentioned you live in the North, so there's nothing to do, which I agree. I am not a fan of the cold. I am not a fan of the <laughs> um, So, you know, but it goes even further than that because it's something that parents can utilize for, 
you know, educational purposes, you know, yep. it's a STEM, you know, product. I mean, and so there's, there's always going to be kind of these little, I guess, bullet points underneath those needs that fulfills other needs. So, you know, I, I really, if you're, if you're kind of brainstorming right now about what you have going on or what you're thinking about starting, you know, I, I, you know, suggest you kind of get out like a notebook, piece of paper and kind of jot some ideas down and don't worry about if it's perfect or correct yeah. or whatever, just brain dump it out because you'll be surprised whenever I'm doing this with people, I always call it, and I mentioned this before we went live, I always tell them to kind of look for the sparkles, which I know is kind of a real feminine way of saying that. But a lot of times what I found in my own journey is I'll make my own list of things that I want it to be, right? Because it's what I think it's going to be. And so I'm just like barreling hard toward those things. But if I'm not careful, I miss out for the accidental sparkles that are happening over here because more often than not, the things that end up kind of taking hold, that kind of end up growing, isn't the things that I necessarily intended to plant. And okay, I, I, I farm, I have an organic farm, I'm big on herbs and you know I have my garden beds. And it's funny that, you know, sometimes you know, I'll lay out all my herbs and get my you know, garden planted and there's other things that start to come up. And, I don't pull them out right away because I always want to see what they are because there's been times where something has grown there. That's actually far more valuable than what I just planted intentionally. And yeah. it's funny how at that point in time, my focus goes from, Oh my gosh, this is a weed that's going to invade what I just planted to, Oh my gosh, I need to, you know, move this plant that I just planted there because this right here, this is something that's far more valuable. And I think it's important to kind of think about those things and make your plans. still make your bullet points, but be open to the possibility that what your audience is going to kind of glean from whatever you know, you're putting out there may be a little bit different than you intended. Yeah, I, yeah. and I think I, I'm, I'm looking at how we can transition into this because I think there's a really, really important, I call it the four of a kind when you're looking for a need. And it has to do with the fact of your your value, right? So if you're playing poker and you get four aces, you're like, yeah, I got four of a kind. But yet each one of those aces is a little bit different, depending on the suit and the color and how it's actually, they're all a little bit different, but yet they're four aces. And so when we're looking at the needs, and especially when we're looking at what is a public need, the way to know that you've hit the best four of a kind is that they touch each one of these areas of value, right? So when you're looking at this, number one is it touch a spiritual need. Does it have spiritual value? So what I mean by that, is it meaningful? Does it have purpose? So for us, when we're, and I'm gonna go back to the Alpine Brick, we touch a need of meaning to allow parents to connect with their kids. We touch in purpose because we allow a purpose where parents are trying to teach their kids. That's the first one. The second one is a mental value. Is it usable? Is it logical? Is it rational? And so your value that you're bringing or you're looking in part of the need, is there a logical value that's there that it can be usable? And the answer with Lego is absolutely. People buy them all the time, whether they're for gifts or to build or to spend time together. And sometimes it's just a creative outlet. Three is an emotional. So it's the aesthetic, it's the interaction, it's the relationship. And for us, when we're building Alpine Brick, the relational aspect is to present or have an event where we do co-building spaces, or we have a building challenge, or we create teams around it, or we do trivia nights, or things like that. There's definitely a, an emotional connection that happens between what we do and our and our uh, Alpine Brick by creating these events. And then the last one is, it kind of seems odd, but it's the physical value. 
I mean, what's the price? Can people afford it? Is it practical? Is it functional? And you have to answer all four of these to have the four of a kind when you're looking at a need. So you're asking the question, where do we start or what do we do? The very first thing is to look for that need, find that need in a public arena, find it in a personal and then find it in a business. And when you're in that business space, look for the four of a kind, your spiritual value, mental value, emotional value, and your physical value. Absolutely. And that kind of leads us into the next thing I kind of had on my list, which I kind of gave a little hint of it when I was telling my little garden story, but is don't get comfortable, right? <laughs> we talked about this a little bit before we went live, because I think this is really important to touch on, but not only to just touch on, because I don't want people to get the wrong idea from it, which is something that we kind of talked about too, because I think sometimes people can um, get the wrong idea when they hear somebody say, oh, don't get comfortable. You know? I think we have to define this before yeah. we can actually jump into it and explain it. Absolutely. Because I, I think that's there's so much of a misconception that's out there, right? And we I, I touched on this briefly at the very beginning when I started telling my story, and that's a that was my lead into this point specifically is the fact that there are so many stories and there's so many narratives that are out in the world. Whether it's A, you've got to go to college, B, you've got to work at a corporate job, or you know, like whatever that thing is, your parents may have a story that they're trying to push on you, society has a story that they're trying to push on you. Uh, I, I mean, I hear it all the time. One of the biggest things, and the one of the, and this is a true story. When I first heard about Gary V, I did not like him because the first really? thing that I heard about him was the fact that it was all about the hustle. It was hustle, hustle, hustle. And so my first impression of Gary V was the fact that all oh, you just got to work all the time. You got to do this. And then I read his book, and I got a totally different view of Gary compared to when I first was introduced to Gary. Because this word hustle drove me nuts because that oh, what, what it, it got translated into and what everybody was talking is, well, you've got to hustle 24-7. you got to cut the candle in half and burn it at all four ends in order to be successful. And I'm like, dude, I know that that's not true. I know for a fact that's not true. And I'm did thankful you, did, I actually- Did you at the beginning of your business journey, though? I'm curious about that. What's that? I don't even know that. Did you, did you think that hustle grind mentality at the very beginning of your business- I guess, journey. Did you feel that that was the way? Because I know I did. I actually did. Because that's right. how I was, yeah, I mean, we're, was we're going real deep and personal now. We are. <laughs> just, it just hit my head. So, you know what? Sometimes we go off-road a little bit and we just kind of go. Oh, we do. Yeah. We totally do. And so my comfort level is in the middle of chaos. That was my original comfort level. And yeah. I know it sounds really crazy and odd, but I that's was <laughs> most comfortable in chaos Due to the fact that that's a lot of what I grew up in and a lot of some of the challenges that I had to face is I knew how to act in the middle of absolutely chaotic situations. I would be the calm one. So whether it was at an event or a situation, I, I just knew how to handle it. And so in that, what it did is it created, and there's two aspects of this as far as the hustle. So the beginning of my entrepreneur journey, number one is it led to a belief that I can control everything. And so I would work towards attempting. Like you're preaching my story too, which you probably already know that. We continue. <laughs> well, so that was the thing. So I yeah. believed that I could control everything from making people decide to purchase to controlling the numbers, to controlling the sales, to controlling relationships, to controlling everything. Um, and then what that meant then translating into this hustle aspect is that you had to be on 24 7. You had to constantly be watching, constantly be looking for the next opportunity, constantly be pushing as hard as you possibly could. Now, it, what it translated into my life is that I would go really, really strong 
for a short amount of time and then I would crash and burn basically. So I would be intense for like on, 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 on. And then all of a sudden things would just blow up and I would be like, I, I just totally, I didn't know how to handle it because I obviously wasn't in control. I was like, well, I'm doing everything. I'm hustling. I'm doing it. And then bankruptcy car gets repossessed and the whole world flies out of control. And you're just like, oh, what the heck happened here? I thought this is what we were supposed to do. Um, so yes, the answer to your question directly is yes. At the beginning of my journey, it was about the hustle. And then again, I bought into some of the situations and some of the lies, some of the narrative that the world has been pushing on me is that I need to do this in order to be successful. And I need to make a lot of money in order to be successful. And I was allowing the world to define success in my own life. And I was allowing everybody else around me to define who I was rather than finding my own story, creating and crafting my own narrative and defining my own success. Well, and I, I know that got personal and I'm not sorry because I think it's important <laughs> for us to share those things because I mean, I'm the same way. And I, the reason I ended up asking that is I never, I mean, I know some of your story, obviously, but I never asked that specific question. I guessed you were a lot like me on that because it seems like, you know, we always are. But, you know, I, I know at the beginning I did. I thought that was the way, which that was the way I was raised as well. It was always hustle and grind and hustle and grind because it was a need. Resourcefulness is something that is a skill of mine that I didn't even realize was a skill for pretty much my entire life until, you know, the last probably five years, um, which seems silly, but I got that from having to live it every day of my life. It was not a fun skill for me to learn. It was, oh my gosh, I have to fix this. I have to fix this. I, fix, yeah, I was constantly having to fix. Yeah. The, the I, life within the chaos. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, and, and it's the same way. I always thrived in chaos. The company that I used to work for, that was one of the things they loved about me. They would send me into like the worst situations to fix it because it would be such a mess, you know? And, you know, I took that as kind of a badge of honor that yeah. I was great at it. I mean, there's aspects of it that's great, but really, if you kind of dial it back, there was a brokenness that was there that I hadn't yet I guess, realize I was still in that hustle grind mentality. And yes, you can redefine those words. And sometimes I have or whatever, but I'm like you. Um, I actually read Gary V's book before I even really knew who he was. So I didn't take it wrong from him, but I did. I got to the point as I started kind of realizing coming out of my own thing that that those words just literally offended me. They don't anymore because I've just kind of redefined them in my own right, life. Right. But at the beginning they did. I would see people post it and I would, I would get like, upset like upset about them. like no you yeah. know and yep, but i yep. think it's important to kind of talk about this kind of stuff because there's people out there right now that are seeing these posts and who knows who's posting them they may have the right definition of hustle and grind at this moment and they may not but you know if you're thinking that the way to you know reach your dreams or whatever is to not sleep to you know burn the candle at both ends or, or whatever the case may be i can guarantee you that it's not because you know, being able to sleep two hours a night is not something that's infinite, right? Yeah. Our body, it's not good for our body, not good for our system. Something's going to crack, something's going to give. I think right. it's important to kind of take this time to kind of mention that because I do think new business owners um, or business owners are kind of in that growth phase where, you know, they've seen a little bit of success, but, you know, they're trying to figure out how do I not let, you know, the ball drop, you know, I feel like those are the population of people that are more susceptible to this unhealthy mentality of hustle and grind. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's three things specifically that I hear inside of the hustle and grind. 
And one of them is don't get comfortable, hustle and grind. And then always talking about what are you crushing? Like that, that's part of a conversation when I go to some of the events and they're just like, what'd you crush lately? What'd you like, dude, what are you doing? Like, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, can I, can I please just have some relief from that? Because that's all that they talk about in that aspect is like hustle, grind, don't get comfortable, keep pushing, make sure that you're always crushing it. And I'm like, well, what's your 30 second commercial? What's that? I was kidding. I said, or what's your 30 second commercial? That's the one that bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. So these are little keywords that we've dealt with, but the point is this, when we define these things, it's number one, you have the ability to set your own priorities, right? You have the strength inside of you to find what you value, what your core values are, set your own priorities, and then you define what success looks like. And it does not have to fit the mold of what the world is talking about. So when we say about don't get too comfortable, what we're really saying is make sure that you don't get in a pattern where you're being lazy. That's one side of it. That's what the people hustling, grinding usually talk about is don't be lazy. But on the other side of it, don't burn your candle on four ends. There is this happy medium or this middle part of it where there's there needs to be challenge. You need to be outside of your comfort zone in order to grow because growth only happens outside of comfort zones. The challenge is what gives us the growth. The hard times is what gives us the growth. So you have to be willing to step out of that, not be lazy, but yet not burn yourself out. Absolutely. Well, and I think a lot of people, myself included at the beginning, I jumped back and forth from one extreme to the other. And I think you mentioned in your story that you did too, I would hustle, 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 not sleep, not eat, not nothing, except for just work, 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 work until I would literally physically make myself sick. And then I'd be like, this is not working. I just give up, I quit, whatever. And I would, you know, quote, unquote, quit for, you know, a week or whatever. And then I realized, how do I actually quit? I can, I can do this. And I, you know, get myself, you know, up and just hit it again. But you know, it took me far too long to realize that that was such, it's, it's like the business version of yo-yo dieting. Yeah. Really. You it really I mean? is. Yeah. It's just, it, it's not sustainable. And, you know, if you think about the healthy version of, you know, using the same analogy, it's lifestyle changes, right? It's eating healthy. It's moving your body. And if you take that same mentality from, you know, fitness and wellness and nutrition and put that into the business world, it's, it's really the same concept. You know, it's a, it's a lifestyle change and it's figuring out first what do you want your lifestyle to be? Right. You know, if like for me, I'm the mother of seven kids, two are moved out. One is married and has two kids of her own. And, you know, my life doesn't support me being gone all the time. My life doesn't support, you know, a lot of things that is considered, you know, I guess success. You've reached success if you're, I guess, apparently never home again, uh, you know, but you know, for me, that that's not what that means. And I had to get really serious with myself. What does that look like? And I had to be serious with like, okay, I'm okay to travel some, but what, what does some mean to me? You know, and, and, and I know that sounds very specific, but it is. I have kind of rules that I've set in place with myself on how much I allow myself to be here at the office, how much I allow myself to be out of town, how much I allow myself to, you know, not be present within my home because I homeschool and all the things too. So, you know, everybody's lifestyle is going to look a little different, but I think, you know, what Tim's been saying, what I'm saying too, is you have to figure out what does that look like for you? What does success look like for you? What does a healthy business life look like for you? Right. So it's a healthy uncomfortableness, right? You're being 
you, you have to be uncomfortable to grow. You have to be willing to challenge yourself, but yet there has to be a certain aspect of health that comes along with that, with being uncomfortable. Um, and, and I love what you just said there, because there's two, two things in there. And one of them is a word that I really don't like, but we're going to use it anyway, because that's what everybody recognizes is there's a balance, right? The work-life balance. The biggest challenge I have with balance is that there is never a balance and you're never going to be able to be split right down the middle, 50-50, the point with the balance is the fact that you have to make sure that you're emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally healthy. You've got enough energy in each of those tanks in order to be able to sustain the life that you're creating. What we did when we live in chaos is that we completely deplete those tanks. That's what happens with those crashes. We're either mentally burned out, mentally exhausted, so we can't even make a decision. We have no emotional energy left, so we, we have no sympathy, no empathy. We, there's nothing there for anybody else. Physically, we can't even hardly get out of bed because you're so physically drained. You have to keep that healthy aspect to keep that energy up to be able to sustain for the long run, because that's what we're in for. This is not a short sprint. When you start a business, it's, you have to look at it from a long side. Um, so that's the the very first thing is just, and I forgot what the second thing was. I, this is what happens when I fly off. Forget the numbers. Forget the numbers. Just write down. I had two points. I know I had two we're points. We're scratching the numbers. We're going to bullet points. I like that. Yeah, bullet points. Yeah. So, but I, um, oh, prior, uh, no, boundaries. That was the second. So there's yeah. two Bs, balance and, and boundaries. And that was the second thing that you said in your, in your component there is like, I have boundaries. I will not travel this much. I will not go that far. This is a boundary that I've created in my life. So that way I can maintain that healthy, uncomfortable feeling of growth. I can maintain my energy levels because you have those boundaries in place. So balance and boundaries, those are my two points. And, well, and I think those are important. I think those are things that sometimes comes with not only sometimes, you know, physical maturity, but also business maturity. I was not great at that um, at the beginning. I literally thought I had to be at all the things that ever existed that I got invited to, or somehow my business was going to hold up overnight. You no. It was, yeah, yeah, it was just like, I got everything that I was invited to, everything, it was pathetic. Um, I would drive, I would drive, I would fly, I would be there because I thought I had to be, and I was exhausted. And the funny thing is, is looking back, nobody, nobody told me, nobody was like, Maria, you know, for your business to be successful, you have got to make sure you show up at all these things. Nobody, nobody said that. I said it to myself. And I think that's the thing with a lot of us, this narrative, even if it's, you know, coming from things people have said in the past. You know, if you're honest with yourself, a lot of times nobody has physically said it to you. You have told yourself this narrative that doesn't even exist. And I still That's had true. a little bit of an unhealthy balance on it until everything shut down with code. So 2020 for a lot of people was a horrible year. And I'm sorry if it was a horrible year for you. But for me, it was a wonderful eye-opening year because it was the time that I everything stopped because well, I didn't stop it. So I didn't you know, fail. I didn't give up I, all these right. things. Right. It just stopped. And for the first moment I realized, okay, nothing's imploding. Wait, I'm not there, but they're still doing okay. business with me. You know what I mean? And it, it was the first moment that I was like, ah, and I kind of realized like a light bulb that this narrative I've been telling myself that it didn't even exist. And, and, you know, I feel like that was the last of the, or the last that I figured out so far, I guess I should say of the unhealthy, 
habits that I had still been holding on to. I thought I had it all kind of figured out, but, but I hadn't had it all the way figured out. There was still some that was being peeled back. And I think that's another thing, you know, that happens as we kind of go on in our journey is, you know, things get peeled back. And I mentioned earlier, look for the sparkles, you know, the, the sparkles happen and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that that was going to be the thing that really exploded in my business. And sometimes you divert your attention to that or you should, because that's what's making the money, the growth, as long as it fits within, you know, your own um, success goals. Right. And, um, you know, and I think that for a lot of people, you know, if you just stop, you know, it doesn't take like a worldwide shutdown for you to take a week, take a weekend or whatever, and just, you know, stop, just, 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 just stop. It's okay to stop for a moment. We've lost and, that art in the United States. We really oh, have. We have just that, just the idea of just not reacting. Right. Cause that, that was what I was doing. I was not acting. I was, I was reactive and I didn't even realize it because I thought I had got rid of that. I thought that I had stopped reacting. I really did. Uh, but I was still, there was still a little bit of latent, you know, reacting going on that I didn't even know was there. It was just like hidden. It was like mold behind a wall or something. I didn't even know it was there. Until right. That's I, the whole comfort uh, level, right? We get comfortable yeah. in the noise. We get comfortable in the reaction. We get comfortable in the chaos. And that's what we mean too. So this is like, we're really flipping this whole, don't be comfortable. Don't get too comfortable on its head because sometimes we're comfortable with unhealthy things such as the noise of what is going on, the reactive measures that we do, living in the chaos when we know that it, it's just like all of these things, we need to learn to say, okay, I need to be comfortable or uncomfortable with whichever is the case with silence. I need to be comfortable with being able to take the day off. I need to be comfortable with being able to say, no, instead of going and doing this business trip, I'm going to go on a vacation with my family. And some people are not. That's the, that's the whole point of this. Don't be too comfortable. It's not just the hustle and the grind. It's the, are you able to take time off? Are you able to be silent? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, that is, that was my struggle. And I'd say it was your struggle too. Just the yeah. idea that I, I didn't rest well. I didn't take time off well. I didn't relax well. I didn't slow down. Right. You know, and I think that's, for me, that's been my biggest, you know, eye opener in my personal life and my business life. And I think that is a great place for somebody to start. If you're listening to this stuff, you're like, wow, you know, I don't even know where to start. Great. Just to stop and allow yourself to really kind of think, you know, most of the time we think that something's going to implode overnight if we don't do this, that, and the other. And, you know, more often than not, that's not the case. And, well, you I, know, go ahead. I was going to say, I love this transition because you're saying about stopping and thinking. And then the biggest question that I get when I coach an individual is like, I don't even know what to think about. Like, I don't even know how to get started. I'm not good at being quiet because I'm good at solving problems. I'm good at being in chaos and finding and how to be able to control that or come up with order inside of the chaos. I'm good at that, but I'm not good at being silent. So the what of where to start is to look for passion. So that's the third point. So first of all, we have where to start is look for the need. Then you don't get comfortable. And then you look for the passion. And what I mean by looking for the passion is looking for skills, for talent and for experience. Because it is out of those that allow us to be able to see what the next thing is or what the next step is either inside of our business or even in our own personal growth. So, I mean, another great example, my wife and I, we are two opposites. And that's pretty usual for a marriage is your husband and wife typically are two opposites. You know, the partners are just opposite 
of each other. They're different personalities, different talents, different skills, different everything. My wife is very, very detailed. She loves proofreading. So she started a business where she's looking for grammar checks. She's looking at for the right tense of words. I am not that way. I am totally more a big vision. I don't even want to deal with the details, but my wife loves the details. So I know when I look at this and look for passion, I will never enter into being an accountant. I will never be a proofreader. I will never be an editor. I will never do those things because it's not my skill. It's not my talent. And I have zero experience in any of those things. I do not want to do them, right? So look for the areas of passion. That's where you start with this meditation. That's where you start with this thought process of slowing down is look for those areas of passion. Absolutely. And obviously a lot of those things, if they're needed in your business, you look for the people that that is their passion, <laughs> plug them into those places. But we'll go on to that more on another day about, you know, delegating and all that stuff. But, you know, I love that because I mean, you know, passion is our purpose, you know, our why it's what, yep. whether we realize it or not, is what we're constantly chasing after as humans, whether right. you're working a, you know, nine to five job or whether, you know, you're in, owning a business, we are all chasing after this idea of purpose. And I think that's why it's another one of those things that it's so simple, but yet it's so hard because, it, it, you know, it, oh, I, I get so frustrated sometimes because I've taught on this and I know you have as well. And as soon as you open up and you start talking about purpose or mission or vision or core values, you, you immediately, and we probably have already had it. So if you did this, make a mental note, you immediately get those eye rolls. It's like, well, I, I'm going to turn it off. I don't need to know about that. I, don't, I mean, like, I just got to keep working. I got to keep pushing forward. If you don't have, and I, you know, you and I, we kind of interchange our words a little bit, but if you don't have that North star that you're constantly striving towards, whether you call it your vision, your purpose, whatever you call, if you don't have that, it's almost impossible to find any clear direction to any clear path. So what I mean by that is that North star is the guide. That purpose is your guide. As you, and I, I'm, I like nautical. I, I enjoy, I've got a ship in the bottle. I've got different compasses. I, I really enjoy the old time seafaring type, type concepts. And so we're gonna go down that, this illustration, right? The vision is really that North Star. And that North Star is the guide. So before there was GPS and all this other stuff, they the sailors had to use stars to find how to get from point A to point B on an ocean that was flat and just like crazy they use the stars if you don't have that in a business sense you're going to start to hear about an opportunity and picture that opportunity as a song of a siren and just like odysseus when he heard the song of the siren it drew him in to the cliffs of destruction or to the rocks of doom despair whatever you want to call it but basically what sounded so awesome as a great opportunity because it took you off of your purpose off of your North Star created the destruction, both in your personal life and in your business. You've got to have purpose. You've got to have that vision in order to be consistent and to be able to have something that you can look back on and say, this is what I built. This is what I, you, you can't go back and forth between all these different. You just can't. It's impossible. And when you try and I'm saying this for experience. when you listen to the song of the siren, you're like, it's going to be fine this time. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, you will, you, you will crash. And, you know, I think that's kind of part of the business journey is, you know, some things you learn 
usually there's been some things I'm like, okay, that's not happening again. That's never happening again. There's some things I'm like, it's kind of like, again, that abusive relationship. Well, this time it's going to be different. This time it's going to be fine. Because it just <laughs> seems like too good to be true, right? And go with your gut feelings on those things. And I mean, I love how you kind of gave that, that song of the siren. I think that's a good depiction because if we're honest, most of us have been guilty of that, that we hear about this great business opportunity or, you yep. know, this great new client or, you know, whatever. And it takes our focus off something that's working today or right now, you know, the old faithful, right? And it's I kind of, I guess you could say also that old analogy that the grass is green on the other side. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's going great right now. Why are you going to pivot over here and try to split your focus or completely remove your focus and, you know, and risk damaging the thing that's going great right now. And I think that's something that could be so tempting for, again, that same, I guess, group of people, the new business owners or those ones that are kind of in that growth mode, because they're more susceptible to taking those risks, making those jumps. And we talked about earlier that risks are important to take sometimes, but they need to be thought through. They need to be calculated. They need to be active and not reactive. And, you know, I love that analogy that you gave really do. Yeah. So it, it like you said, at the very beginning of this podcast and what we were talking about is a lot of these things they, they overlap. Yeah. And so we're talking about this and saying, okay, well, how do you differentiate between something that is on purpose or is your North star versus an opportunity? And is it really an opportunity or is it the song of the siren? How do you figure that out? So let's go back up to point number two, which is when we talked about don't be comfortable. Well, part of that don't be comfortable is defining that priority, defining what it means to be successful. When you have that defined, it allows you to have that nautical chart to be able to say, yep, this is on my path. This is part of my priorities that fulfills my passion because I know it's going to fit within everything else that I'm doing. So this stuff does overlap. Oh, you know, so does. first, Yeah, so first you've got look for the need that you can fulfill. Two is making sure that you don't get too comfortable. And then three is look for the passion that fits within all of your skill sets. And all of these things, they do, it's almost like intertwined and un- impossible to separate. But the what, to answer that what question, what to do in your business is these are certain things that have to be done in order to give you a future that's going to be a solid foundation on which to build your business. Absolutely. And you, if you find yourself in a place where you, th- and you think you have this down pat and you're faced with a decision to make, you know, maybe it is that new client or this new opportunity or, you know, scaling, you know, may, having another location, whatever the case may be. I, I really think it's important to, again, simplify how you think about this, simplify it by going back to these simple steps, going back and asking yourself as many times as it takes these same questions because you know once you have it figured out it doesn't mean you're never going to be faced with this this unknown question again and i think that's another another thing that a lot of business owners kind of fall prey to and i did myself um like i mentioned earlier i thought i had that figured out i thought i had dealt with all the quote-unquote unhealthy things i thought i got there and then i realized there was still some right there was a there was another layer right and like we we basically learn these skills at in our childhood right i mean like we and we carry them forward into our business and we think, well, I've got that defeated. I've got it all figured out. I'm all good. And next thing we know, we find ourselves being drawn, me personally, I find myself being drawn back into chaotic environments. 
It's like, well, I, I know how, I know how to live. I know what I have to handle in those chaotic environments, even though it drains me completely and I crash and burn after a week of being inside of that environment. I, I just know how to live in that. So it draws me back in because it's a pattern. It's a comfortable way of living. It's just like, man, dang it. I did it again. So we start over. It's okay. You can start over. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I think that it, I think it takes going back and asking ourselves these questions, you know, over and over and over and really taking the time to sit with ourselves and be honest with ourselves. Don't negotiate with ourselves. Don't <laughs> allow ourselves to be like, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we can negotiate with ourselves better than anybody. Right. Cause we yeah. know exactly oh, yeah. what we need to say to make us go. Yeah, Maria, you're so smart. You're so right. And, you know, but I think it's important for us to be the ones that, is more critical on asking ourselves, no, seriously, what is the need? What is the need? You know, and then going back and saying, you know, what is your comfort level? You know, are you getting too comfortable with this? Are you maybe getting to the point where you're afraid to be uncomfortable, you know, back or forth? Yeah. You know, and then again, like, what is what is your passion? What's your North Star? Have you somehow accidentally lost sight of it? Did you think you were following it? And they realized that it was like way over here. And I, and I think, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, we end up kind of floating off course accidentally sometimes if we don't make a habit, it's, it's maintenance. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I'm, I'm getting anxious. I want to jump into point number four. Go ahead, go for it, go for I'm it. Just like, I'm just like, ah, I want to get into this. Right. Um, because okay. I mean, we talk kind of generally, but this one, I absolutely love this point. Um, and I got to give Maria credit because she's like, we got to put that point in there. So, so point number four, is you got to get specific. Marie, you got to take lead on this because I've got too much to say and I, I don't want to well, dominate I'm going to take lead on this because, as again, as simple as this is, this was so hard for me. I mean, it's probably not a big secret for anybody that's heard me speak at any point in time that I'm slightly hyperactive. I've got lots of ideas. I, you know, I, getting specific was so simple yet so hard because yeah. I would get it to a certain point and be like, okay, it's good enough. I'm bored now. I'm going to go over here and do something else, you know? And I had to figure out a way that that was able to happen where I still was able to fulfill my, I'm going to go over here because I'm really bored and I'm hyper. I need to go over here and still be able to get super hyper focused, no pun intended on, you know, getting specific within my business because that's the stuff, like you mentioned, Tim, that, you know, you don't like the details. You don't want the boring stuff. I also do not like the boring stuff. That's the stuff that's like, oh, I don't want to do this. But yeah. that's the stuff that really, that's the nuts and bolts of the business. That is not only getting specific within your business structure, your business model, but getting specific with, you know, what is your product? What is your service? Getting specific with who is your audience? And, you know, as we kind of go through future podcasts, I, I honestly, this is something I want to dig into a lot because I think we could do, I don't even know how many shows just on that, on just walking you through the steps and doing all those things. And I think that's super important, but I know Tim's bursting at the seams and he's probably like holding back his words. So I'm going to let him speak now. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, I, so this is probably the most revolutionary thing that you can do for your personal life and for your business is to get specific. Um, if you want to take on a challenge this one challenge of getting specific will 
it will, oh, I, I don't even know how to express how much of a benefit it has, but it, other than the fact to say it's life-changing. Um, and I'll just give you a couple of illustrations and I'm going to dive into it in the aspect of what I mean by this. So um, I was actually coaching with a couple of individuals who they were jumping around just like what a lot of entrepreneurs do in what they wanted to do. They started this business, started this group, did this different thing, back and forth and back and forth. And I sensed that there was not a real clear, specific goal that they wanted to accomplish. And so I challenged them. I said, I want you, and it took about an hour consulting back and forth uh, where we work through this together because I know sometimes it's hard to think. So you, it's best if you're working with an individual to do this challenge. But you really dial in and get one sentence about what your vision will be for your life. And what I mean by that is it's just something that allows you to say, my North Star. It's something that you will never attain in this lifetime. So you can't say, well, I'm going to make a million dollars. That's not a North Star. That's not a purpose. That's something that you can attain. That's a goal, but it's not a North Star because you can hit that and then you're like, well, I got to come up with another goal. A North Star is something that you will forever be pursuing the entire length of your life. And when we're talking about specifics, it's like you have to be specific enough to know how to direct your life, but general enough to know that this is something that you will continue to attain. You'll continue to strive for all the rest of your days. And I, the challenge is this, is to get it into one sentence. What is the one sentence that is going to define your life? How are you going to show up? That one sentence is the beginning of it. The second piece of that turns into a question. A question that you ask yourself every morning when you wake up. And that is what drives you. When the crap gets tough, it is that question that pursuit, that purpose, that North Star that allows you to get up even when you don't want to. It, it, it's something that is, it, it touches in a, the probably the deepest part of your soul and will connect you emotionally to what it is you are called to do for the rest of your life. Now, this is really, really deep and it's a really hard thing to do, but it is very specific. You've got to have a sentence that's going to be your, your mission or your vision, I should say, and the purpose of your life. And then that one sentence turns into a question that you ask yourself every morning. What is the purpose of getting up every morning? Why do you get out of bed? To make a million bucks, it's not going to work. That's not enough of a driver. No, and I honestly, that's one of my pet peeves. When I do discovery calls with people and, you know, I ask them kind of what their goals are. And if it has to do with, oh, I just want to get rich. I want to make a lot of money. I want to, and I'm just, that's an instant like, eh. <laughs> Work. Ah, you know, just because that is so hard. It's and I know a lot of people end up in that place. It is, it's not that. Let me think of how to word this. It's not. It is wrong. I was going to say it's not that it's wrong. It is wrong, but it's and a lot of people get in that place because sometimes that's again their narrative they've been told. They've been told that that's what they're supposed to be chasing. You know, is that dollar that you know whatever the number you throw in your head, six figure, seven figure, eight figure. I don't care. Figure if you're just chasing dollars for the sake of making dollars. It doesn't matter how much money it is, you're never going to be happy. And I love that you, you know, said it the way that you did about like really digging into there. And I, I found that within my own life that my purpose ties back in so many ways to, you know, some of the things that I consider some of the worst times of my life, some of the struggles or traumas that I went through, some of the hard times. And I mean, I know this is getting kind of like deep and philosophical, but it was literally preparing me, right? sharpening me, softening me, call it what you want, but it was preparing me 
for what my purpose was. And sometimes when you're in the middle of all the muck and the guck and the ugh, it's hard to see that. But you come out on the other side and you kind of look back, you're like, ah, okay, well, that makes sense. Because at that moment, when you're thinking, you know, that statement that you said, or you're thinking that question that you said, a lot of people will go back to something that's kind of because they learned it through whatever, you know. And I think that's important to kind of think about you know, when you're asking yourself those questions is, you know, what is what is something that you needed, right? I um, mean, let's get back to, I think it was your number two. I've lost track of the questions, the, the need, or maybe it was one, number one. I don't know. I lost track of all the numbers. All right. One is, one. We'll, we'll do it real quick. One is look for the need. Yeah. Okay. Number one then. Okay. Two is don't get comfortable. Three is look for passion. And four is get specific. Okay. So number one. So let's go back to the need. A lot of times those those needs, right? The things that are out there are those things that you've been prepared for, right? That we all have these things that we've been kind of been prepared for that is our purpose. And that ends up being something that is a need that needs fulfilled. And, you know, I know, again, that seems kind of, you know, deep, but I don't know. I like thinking about it that way, that, you know, my purpose is something that I've literally been called to do. It's something that I've been, you know, prepared for, for, 40 plus years, you know, and yep. it's led me to the moment now that I'm able to see something that I wouldn't have seen if whatever hadn't happened or if I hadn't experienced this or experienced that. And I think a lot of times we tend to make, again, make things so complicated, but they can be so simple. Yep. Yeah. So I'll, I'll share mine. This is the question that I, I, I literally have it written on my board. I have it there so that it, it allows me when when it gets tough, because it uh, it does. I mean, there's times that I'm tr fully transparent. It's it's never an easy journey. There's always hard times, no matter what path you choose, right? So my question: How many people have I impacted today? So whether it is in through a coaching call, it's through doing a podcast like this, is it through uh, writing an article? Is it what? How many people have I impacted? How many people have I had a touch in their lives that's going to make something positive? That's the question that drives me to get up, even when I don't want to get up. And there's some days and I don't want to get up. I don't like, I just, but that question is in the back of my head and it's driving me because that's my North Star is I need to be able to leave an impact. And I've been able to craft a sentence and craft that question out of that sentence that allows me when it seems the darkest to be able to have a light, to have that North Star, to be able to draw me forward. No, I, I thought you were going to say something else after that. No, I like that. And I guess mine, I guess I'll share mine because I feel, I feel like we're sharing now. We're in that moment, circle time. Um, but <laughs> now I feel like mine, my North Star, I guess, would be that I want to inspire people to know that even if they're living in, I always say an if-then life, that I felt like for so long, and sometimes I feel like that sometimes, I have to kind of talk myself out of it, that I've lived an if-then life. If I could work fast enough, if, if I could get, you know, the kids taken care of, my household taken care of, all the things taken care of, then I could do all the things that I felt was important and I needed to do or whatever. I felt like I lived that if-then life for so long. And I had to kind of flip that narrative and start to kind of, work within that to make that an even if life. Like even if this is how the day goes, even if, you know, this is all the time I have left after I've done my other responsibilities, that I still can make things happen. And that's kind of my goal is to show people that, you know, I, I didn't grow up with any money. 
You know, I didn't grow up. I didn't go to any like special schools. I didn't, you know, I didn't live a remarkable existence that would make people think that I could do anything remarkable. And I had, you know, I got married young, had children young. I've been divorced once, almost twice. I have seven children, one with autism. You know, looking at all of the reasons why I shouldn't, couldn't, wouldn't, it, my list is huge, right? But, but I still did. And so my goal is to be able to show people, and part of that is being transparent on a lot of the things that I wasn't transparent with for the longest time. I only wanted to show my shiny things yeah. and to be transparent. So that way they knew that even if that was their life, even if that was their experience, even if they had made mistakes, even if, right, they could still live, you know, a great life. They could still make things happen. They yep. could live, you know, their life on purpose, a successful life. And I think, you know, for me, that's what kind of keeps me going. Even like you said, I mean, it doesn't mean all the days are great now. So, you know, sometimes I have to smack myself in the face and be like, um, hello, you've been through worse days than this and you made it. So just take a deep breath. And a lot of times that means a lot of times I'll just shut down because I know what's going to happen if I end up in a day like that is I'm going to chase my tail all day long, react, 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 get nothing done. And I'm mad at myself. And so, so I know these things down. I've been through it enough that I can stop myself and say, all right, clearing the day, refocus, let's ask myself these same questions. And I think it's important to do those things because yep. we're always going to have those days. Like you mentioned, you're going to have those days where you just don't want to for whatever reason. Yep, absolutely. And I almost feel like now, I mean, we, we've come down to the conclusion. We're closing this out. If you stuck with us for the hour, man, we love you. <laughs> we absolutely love Cold you. Star. You're our people. <laughs> uh, but I also wanted to do this because I know Maria feels the same way. If this is something that you're struggling with in regards to finding your purpose and finding your vision, um, I fully know that some people will resonate more with Maria and some people will more with me. And that's that's why we're doing this in tandem and why we are partnering together, because we know that our messages hits differently with different folk. But the point of this is we want you to reach out. We want you to contact us. Uh, if we have time and open and available, we'd love to be able to talk with you. We'd love to get you slotted in as far as on our calendar, because this really is the reason why behind our podcast, behind everything else that we're doing, we want to help you grow and become all that you can be and to truly find your calling, find your North Star, find your purpose, find those goals. Like Maria said, reach out to us and contact us because we are here to help you grow. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times it just takes that first step of calling it, even if you don't know, right? Even if you're like, I don't know what's missing. I don't know what's going wrong. I don't know. Realizing that just something is wrong and you're not sure what it is, that, that's literally the first step. That, that's literally the first step yep. that you need to take to making something happen. So, yeah, I love that. And I think this is a good place to close out and um, just go ahead.